glad to be serving a God this morning that's mindful of the small things. Even the little foxes. Oh yeah. Great to have his protection assurance that he didn't miss anything right down to a cup of water. He didn't miss it. Not this God. You and I might miss a lot of things in, in life, but not him. Not him. God bless you this morning. You may be seated. Let our classes go back. Thank God for our Sunday school department and teachers. A man that's taken on the load and responsibility of taking a few moments. It's really, really small when you compare to the rest of the week and the time that our children have with outside in the world, outside in other schools and places. And uh, that, that our Sunday school uh, department only has a good 45 minutes an hour to try their best to put the Word of God into the hearts and souls and mind. It, it is effective though. We heard that Wednesday night as you heard our good evangelist always going back to his Sunday school days, his Sunday school days, his Sunday school days. And there's a lot planted there. I remember one time when I was still working at Ingalls, they was going to send all the management through a program called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And uh, to kick that off, our general superintendent at that time, uh, when he brought all the management in to expound to us and to tell us what was going to go on, and it was mandatory. It was an option. All of us was going to go through it. And uh, to explain this, that they uh, was going to send us through, he simply made this statement. He said, it's basically going to carry us back to our Sunday school days and how to treat others and how to... Uh, respond to circumstances and situations and he mentioned it several times he said it'll take you back to your Sunday school days and so uh, let's don't take it lightly but just what can be grasped contained especially in young growing minds and hearts and spirits thank God parents that you bring your children that you take out the time in the busy world that we're in and but thank God that we have not allowed ourselves to get so busy that we don't bring our children to the house of God. Bring them on a regular basis. Even on a regular basis, it's still no, no, no gear comparison to uh, the other events that they're involved in. We bring them basically, what, three times a week? Hey, man, we carry them to school five. <laughs> just to give a little example. And I'm not, I'm not casting stones or nothing of that nature. I'm just telling you uh, the, the, the time that we have to compete with. That's really so important. Amen. That you and I, as parents and as uh, mentors in our own community, every chance we get, every opportunity we get, and that's what Sister Mel was talking about here. Take this opportunity because it's a little stones, amen. But if you you push enough of them little stones under the big tree, after a while, guess what? When that big time comes, you can look back at those little times. And if this God can answer and respond to this, He can respond to this. Man, it builds faith. It's a stepping stone is what that's all about. And draw us closer to him and to trust him and rely upon him and not upon ourselves and not our own resources. Amen. But depending on God and his word, his presence. Amen. God bless you this morning. New Sunday school books. Uh, I don't know if you like them or not. Uh, praise God. <laughs> we'll see purpose in creation. How many of you are glad to be a part of the creation today? glad to be I'm glad I'm, I'm glad to be an American you know I'm, I'm glad to be in the nation that I'm in I'm glad to be in the geographical location that I'm in amen but but more important than that I'm glad to be in the church I'm glad to be in the spiritual kingdom amen to be a part of his purpose 
Amen. Even here upon this earth and then the hereafter of what's going to take place. And so God's got so much in store, but uh, we can't live life just on, on just what's in store, even though it's very important. I think a lot of times we need to relate, relate back to that to remind ourselves that we're going to get a glorified body, especially when it's, this one here has given us so much trouble. <laughs> Amen. To uh, look at it once sometimes. And uh, yesterday I heard somebody make a statement and uh, actually, it was Todd Reeves. He made the statement that was talking about just conversing with one another there before the funeral. And uh, uh, he, he claimed to be 35. And so Brady Williams turned around. He said, I want to see what 35 looks like. <laughs> Amen. He said, mm, you, know, you know, Grady Williams, man. He's done all them faces and all that other stuff. And, and, uh, but, but Todd Reeves bounced back. He said, oh, but he said, this face has wore out five bodies. <laughs> So anyway, praise God. You know, we're going to get a glorified body that you won't wear out. You're going to get a glorified face, amen, that um, everybody be happy with it. <laughs> most of all, you will. Most of the time, the, the, most people that are just disappointed in their looks is themselves more than everybody else. They don't make a big deal about your nose, your face, your ears. A lot of times they don't even notice it. Kind of like a lot of times at houses, you go to places and if you've done some work there and certain little things is out and you, you tell the homeowner, if you won't mention it, 99 out of 100 won't never notice it. And that when it did, tell them, come and fix it. <laughs> Praise God. At their expense and time. <laughs> Cover all the bases. Amen. So I'm glad to be working, amen, with the one, amen, as his workmanship, as his, crea- as his creation, in his image and likeness. Amen. From the earth and yet from the spiritual realm. Praise God. So this, this lesson's powerful. I know it maybe not go into all of that, but it does in a sense. And uh, as we watch this, as it unfolds and takes place here this morning, praise God. It's definitely a little different. The focus verse is found in Genesis 2, 7 and 8. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put this man whom he had formed. Whom he had formed. Lord, we ask you to help us this morning to anoint our minds, loose our tongues. Help us, God, as your presence has been already in this place. We believe that you've touched lives and touched souls. And we just ask for nothing but the Father's will in this place this morning. In every soul, every life that's walked in this house. And those that are across the airways. That the word of God, the presence of the Lord, the will of our master. Will be perfected in the hearts, souls, and minds. As you anoint us and use us today for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you today. And it's good to see Several of you, amen, amen, that's been out, been fighting COVID in one thing or another, but it's good to see you back in the house of the Lord with us today. So good to see you come to worship the Lord with us and to give him glory. Let's definitely continue to pray for Louisiana. Let's pray for all those, some of those that's in dire need. I promise you they're in dire need today. And a lot of activity, a lot of things going on there over there. Some good, but yet like all storms, some bad. Man, people wanting to loot houses and things of that nature. So let's pray for all of them. And, and right on all the way up to New York. I will say, my goodness, what a, what a tragedy situation. And loss of a lot of lives. And uh, so that just impacts all of that. And, but let's pray for all of them. We know how it is. We've experienced it. Uh, we're, we're reaching out. I actually talked to uh, Brother uh, Jimmy Don Holland today. Uh, we're trying to find possibly someone that maybe kind of fell into cracks and come to find out he knew somebody.
and uh, he's going to try to get a little more information, uh, somebody that we can send a love offering to, and uh, there is a church that he knew right there from the uh, train lake, right on the other side of it there, a church that has lost its pastor, the one that had founded the church not too long ago, and then the, the previous pastor had just passed away. He, he wasn't sure just how long ago, but he knew it was probably less than six months. And so the son-in-laws took it now, and so they're struggling. Uh, no insurance, not a really a whole lot of help, and just there's all the other and COVID and just one thing after another. And I told him, hey, that's the kind of folks we're looking for. That's the ones that sometimes are falling the crack. Not that we mean for it to happen. It, no, none of us, it just happens. And so if we can dig one of them out, send something to help them. In fact, he told me, he said, I'm going to send them. He said, that's where I'm going to send my offering. And so we, we're going to work on that. He's going to get us some more information, the place where it's at, the actual address. He's actually preached for him. He knows them, uh, not so much the son-in-law, but some of the, the elders prior to that. So we, anyway, we're just looking to try to help somebody. Amen. I made up my mind. I don't want to just sit over here and don't help somebody. I want to help somebody somehow, some way. Amen. In this situation. Amen. God will bless us as we do it. But that ain't the reason we do it. We want to do it because we love somebody. We'll let them know that they're not forgotten. That somebody's thinking about them, praying for them, and, and responding by, by, by giving. Amen. Praise God. We're just thankful it didn't hit here. And that's a good way to show that appreciation. Amen. If I don't show thanks, you know what? God may say next time, okay, big boys. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I sure don't want that to happen. So if anything I can do to help keep that, that's what I'm going to do. Amen. Praise God. Uh, the lesson here, amen, as we begin to uh, just dig into it, and, and it's about the creation and the purpose in creation. A lot of the focus, no doubt, is going to be on Genesis 1 and 2. And as most of you would probably be able, Genesis 1 and 1, uh, God created what? The heavens and the earth. And that's a done deal. And that solves a lot of it. All said and done as far as most of us is concerned, especially from a biblical Christian standpoint. Hallelujah. A lot of other things and opinions and ideas. And when you start dealing with scientists and things of that nature. But, but you know what? Even most scientists, if they really dig into it, realize it's a, a man. You know, especially when you start talking about where we come from and how he's created and uh, things of that nature. But I thank God for the word of God this morning. Amen. For the Holy Ghost that I don't have to get off and all that and wade out into that and believe that. You know what? It takes more faith to believe some of their theories than just believe the word of God. God formed us out of the dust of the ground that we're going back to dust. The Spirit's going to God. But these old earthly bodies, amen, hallelujah, going back to dirt. They're going back to dust. Your, your father of faith, amen, Abraham himself made that statement. He said, I'm nothing but dust. When he was petitioning God, amen, about Lot and about what was going on and happening there, amen, he, he made it clear to God, his creator, his God, I'm nothing but dust. And, and so if we realize that, that, that helps us even as we came in this place this morning understand that we're limited amen that we're, we we only have a certain amount of resources and powers and abilities and talents and amen now well we don't want to again I believe in balance man I'm telling you what if we ever need balance I believe folks amen it gets COVID I believe there's a balance I believe there's a balance a place there to walk I believe you can get too crazy in one sense and amen to pull some strings and act like you're something amen and cost your life or you can use some good common sense and pray amen and stay where God would like for you to too and we're where God will honor, amen, because I believe you can tempt God. I, I know I hear it all the time about people telling me, well, that was their number of days. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. The Bible doesn't know, and that taught that. It's appointed. Now, you're going to die, and you have, it's appointed. There's a time coming. But it's also it's taught us, amen, that we can shorten or add to those days. So if you've got a number of days, and the Bible couldn't tell me that I can shorten or add to them. 
<laughs> my actions and my power of choice because that's what we became as gods. You know, that's what, that's what we became. That's what God himself said, become as gods. What do you mean by that? We have the power of choice. Amen. The animal kingdom don't have any, any options. They don't have any choices. Amen. If you hatched out as a black snake, guess what? You're going to be a black snake until you leave here. Amen. If you hatched out, amen, or birthed, amen, to be an elephant, you're going to be an elephant like it or not. Amen. You may not like the size of your nose, but you're going to be an elephant. You can't change. But you know what? You and I don't have to be that way. Amen. Hallelujah. We're born as a man or a woman, and they're confused about that nowadays. They're so messed up. Hallelujah. They say, that's what you do. We start wading off into darkness and wading off into food. Hallelujah. I tell you, foolish leads to more foolishness. That's the reason Jesus said, amen. Some people, they want to ask you a bunch of foolish questions. Don't even pay them no attention. Don't even ask them. Don't put the pearl before the swine, man. Just believe God. Believe the word of God. Man, scientists try to tell me, amen, a fish. No man can live in a fish. But I beg the difference. God created a fish. And you know what? Jonah lived in that fish for three days. And they can see what they want to. Believe what they want to. Hallelujah. Because you know what? They don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe in angelic They don't believe in divine intervention. They don't believe in God. They may can raise somebody out of the ICU when all hope and all medication everything is done but there's a God that can breathe into that body make brand new lives put brand new body amen he's the creator he is the creator he's not limited he's not bound down he can do it with nothing and nobody else can so if you watch the scriptures I mean it makes all the sense in the world before there was anything God don't worry about all the beginnings I'm going to tell you what we need to worry about the ending praise God hallelujah I want to finish the race I want to finish it well I want to finish it the way God wants us to finish it so the writer begins and he talks about Abraham actually in Genesis 22 uh Anyway, I'm going to leave some of my opinion about that little area. Uh, I, well, I'll just tell you. I just have a problem when people have a tendency to make Abraham like he questioned God. Because the Bible makes it pretty clear in the New Testament that he staggered not at the promise of God. And as far as I'm concerned, that's a done deal. That's where faith is at. It's kind of like with Mary when Gabriel the angel visited her and called her blessed and called her the maid and what her, her mission was going to be. And she questioned far as well, I don't know a man. And he told herself the Holy Ghost is going to. And, and she didn't understand all that. But you know what she done? She said, nevertheless, at thy word. I don't have to understand that. Neither do I have to have answers. Neither do I have to get it out on paper and write it down to make everybody else to understand it. I just know God said it and that solved the issue. It's not by my power, not by my might, but it's by his spirit and speaking of his word. This is a God that spoke all this in existence to start with. So why would I limit him? And so I just so I just want us to go to that chapter. Amen. Genesis. Uh, and, and let's just look kind of uh, the, the conversation that's there. And um, maybe maybe uh, uh, 
Maybe, maybe it help us a little bit. I, I, I don't know. We, we're just going to look at it for a second, if you don't mind. This is Abram's vision, actually, and uh, visitation. This wasn't the first time that the Lord had visited him. He gave the promise. You can go back to the 12th chapter and the process that started and a uh, period of time that hadn't elapsed years. And he says, And these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, for I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Abram said, Lord, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childish, and the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus? Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is not my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowels shall be thine heir. Amen. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward the heavens and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord. Now, everybody can say what you want to. I don't believe, I don't believe Abraham, amen, every other night walked out and get to count the stars and says, oh God, I just don't know how you're going to do that. Now, he might have said that. But I don't ever believe he staggered, you know, that it's going to happen. You can't walk. You can't walk to. You just got to make up in your mind that, uh, you know what? God said it, and that's it. That's all Abraham had. A voice. He didn't have a choir. He didn't have a pastor. All he had was the voice of God. That's all he had. When he went in and told Sarah, hey, we're fixing to leave count three or four chapters back. I got a promise of a city. It was a voice that called him out of Ur of the Chaldeans. Called him out of that idolatry worship place. A voice is all that he had. Thank God for a voice. God still got a voice. Thank God for the word of God that can help us stay inside that voice. Because we're living in a day and a time where there's many, many and multiple voices and ideals and opinions. Hallelujah. But thank God for the word of God that's forever settled in the heavens. And oh God, help us to get it settled in our hearts, in our minds, and in our spirit. Because if we don't, I'm here to tell you, we're moving into a time and a generation. Hallelujah. That if you're not grounded and established in the the word of God, you're not going to survive the journey. You're not, you're not going to make it. So God help us, amen, to make sure, amen, that, that we're, we're in this and that we're going to hold on to it and, and we're going to finish this race. And so he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for what? For righteousness. So Abraham believed. He didn't stagger. He didn't question it. Amen. But he believed in what God had instructed him of what was going to take place and what was going to transpire. Amen. So, so as you drop on down in the lesson, the Bible tells us the command of God's voice made matter and energy merge. Amen. When he said, let there be. I, I believe that. Praise God. This voice, a man that spoke to Abraham. If you ever heard the voice of God and you knew that it was a voice of God, did you know what? Nobody can persuade you any other way. Amen. When God quickens you about something or inspires you about something, uh, 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 maybe a promise, uh, hallelujah, that what's going to happen, what's going to take place, uh, hallelujah, you don't have to be shaky about it. You don't have to be iffy about it. Oh, I know, amen, as Sister Melda mentioned this morning, that the enemy that gets around us and shooting them fiery darts and trying to rob us and all this other stuff. And because we, we are limited to because we're humans and we're flesh. Hallelujah. And, you know, we got to deal with pain and we got to deal with things of this nature. Hallelujah. But you know what? We always have the 
promise. Hallelujah. That his words, amen. I'm telling you what, there's going to be a rapture. There's coming a time of spirit that's going to move upon this country. They're going to mock about the coming of Jesus Christ. Hey, I believe some real difficult times are going to come. Some real serious times. And they're going to question, where's your God? We're doing this and we're doing that and we're beating you up and we're, to, we're passing you in jail and, and we're, we're just having our way with you and the devil's going to have his day and the devil's going to have his hour. But I'm telling you, that's all he's going to have because God and his people is going to have their eternity. Hallelujah. They got their hours and they got their days. But God's people and God that believe and people that believe in God is going to have eternity. We're going to have an eternity because we believe in the creator himself and the way he fashioned to form things and, and brought things about. Now, one thing I want to focus on as we look at this lesson in creation is order. You know, the scripture later on has even taught us to do things decent and in order. There's a proper way. There's a godly way. There's a timing. Services and how services operate and things of that nature. Our lives and the order of our lives and, and how God would, would direct us and lead us and, and mold us and shape us and into who at his career with his workmanship is what the New Testament talks about. Amen. With his work. So it's his spirit and it's his word. Amen. Because forms, when you really look at that term, amen, that means it's one that can form or shape us and mold us. A lot of times they refer to it and we, with scripture you know Jeremiah talks about who he's the potter we're the clay and so this is where we uh, attain a lot of this it's an earthly but yet it, it's his word it's his spirit amen it's his will hallelujah as we submit and yield ourselves to it he is the creator and so as we look at some of this we want to really get this planted into our hearts our minds and our spirit and so let's just look uh, at some of this in Genesis 1 I'm not going to follow probably just all the way of the writer of the the lesson here so if 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 i miss some things you've read it and and you really enjoyed it that's great and and I, i've read it i read it a couple of times uh they they you know uh, i didn't go to college i'm not a doctor i don't know all about these all this cosmic stuff and all this other stuff i just know who the one that spoke and put it all in existence and i believe him and you know what? He don't have to come down and explain to me uh, how this happened and how that happened and, and all this other stuff. And I'm going to tell you something else. I, I told Brother Ford this the other day. Hallelujah. Because in Psalms it talks about, you know, he gave us the earth. And uh, I mean, we spent on a piles of money, just billions of dollars trying to go to these other planets. I personally think, and we're making such a mess out of this, and why do we need to go to another one? Praise God. We need to work on the one we got. He gave us dominion on this and we haven't done too good. Hallelujah. We want to dam up this. We want to build this. We want to do that. We want to, you know, you know, anyway. Praise God. He's the creator though. And whenever he created, he done it right. I'm going to preach a message sometimes. I don't know if you ever heard. And I'm going to do a study. Anybody ever heard about the, the Yellowstone and about the, the wolf, the gray wolf that was taken out of Yellowstone? You ever heard that? Amen. Did you know they had to get the, the wolf back into Yellowstone because it was it was it was actually deteriorating and, and becoming nothing. It was dying simply because they took the gray wolf out of Yellowstone. Because God's got a system. He's got a, a, a way of things that's supposed to work and operate. And the essence of that, and I preach on it sometimes, the essence of that, when they took the gray wolf out and killed him, took him out, you know what happened? The elk and all that lost their fear. And they got to just eating up everything and doing this and all that. So it affected the streams and affected the trees. And if that affected, which affected the eagles, which affected the, the, lives, uh, the, the small animals and things of that nature because the elk was eating it all up. 
But so, so the, the biologist, when he got there, and they thought he was crazy, he said, I'll tell you how to solve your problem. He said, you got to get your gray wolf. You know what they done? They went and got a timber wolf. Amen. He said, that ain't going to work. You got a big old timber wolf. He said, he'll destroy all the elk. Finally, they got the timber wolf out. I don't know if they killed it. I don't know what they done. Trapped it. We finally got the gray wolf in there. When they got the gray wolf back in there, the system began to work back, and the streams began to come back. The trees began to grow, and everything began to fall. Let's find this place. Hallelujah. Just like it ought to be. I'm going to tell you something. One of the biggest problems with the church today and with America today and with the world today is a lack of the fear of God, the creator himself. If we get a good, wholesome, healthy fear of God, then I got to give an account to him. I got to face him one day. And he knows all the ins and outs. He knows everything there is. And I'm going to preach on that sometimes. I believe there's more to that message where Jesus Christ talking about going out and coming in safely. Going out and coming in. Hey, we're living in a world today. Hallelujah. On Mondays, it makes a difference where you're going and what you're handling and what you're getting involved in. And I believe some of this pandemic is trying to get us to wake up and realize that there's a real devil out there and there's a real spirit out there and you just can't do what you want to and, and just get involved in what you want to it could cost you your life spiritually speaking as well as physically God has to do it physically because sometimes we won't get woke up and stirred up amen so God does it physically where he can get to the place where we can relate to it where we can get to the place amen that we can we can drip terms with it oh happy holy ghost but he's a creator I can promise you one thing everything that God puts in motion everything God allows to take place he's doing it amen to save us not to destroy us but to save us because God's purpose amen to create man is for us to have fellowship with God. How do you know that? Well, I'll tell you what, the lake of fire was created for who? Devil and his angels. That's what the Bible says. It wasn't created for man. It's created for the devil. His angels. We know the Bible's taught us that God gets no glory out of the wicked dying. It's not his will that any would perish or be lost. That's in the book. So as his creation to have fellowship and taking the place of Lucifer, amen, as a betrothed, as a bride, amen. I've said this many a times. As awesome as heaven's going to be and the new city and John seen it come down and Jesus going to prepare a place. All that's to God and to the Lord himself that's sitting on the throne. All that's, it may amaze us, but you know what's going to amaze him? It's us. We're the ones that's going to make heaven to heaven to God. You know, you, you could be a, a multimillionaire. Good looking man. Six foot four. Trim. Lean, mean. Man, I'm talking about, I'm talking about a stud. I'm talking about, hallelujah, blowing everybody away. Hallelujah. Build up your big old, big old mansion. Have, you know, 10,000 acres and all black topped in and gated and all this other stuff. Don't have to worry about money and none of this other stuff. But you don't ever have a bride. But if you don't have a bride, if you don't have a family, what have you got? That's the same way it's going to be with God. I'm going to tell you, somebody's going to make it. God's going to help us. If we'll fall, call on, call on him and humble ourselves to him, his mercy and grace, we can make it. But you know what? We've got to get a stir. We've got to get a stir in our own hearts and minds. Because you know what? What's this? I know I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. But you know what? He's the creator. All of the heavens and the earth proves it. But you know what? He can create a right spirit in me. Hallelujah. He can create things in me that I can't create. He can put things inside of me. Hallelujah. That nothing else can. He can anoint our minds and loose our tongues and help us. Hallelujah. You can say that. 
whatever feet. And I'm not trying to get way out there and, and some crazy stuff. But the Bible says, study to show yourself approved to who? To God, not to man. I don't want to study, amen, the word of God to, amen, to impress man. I want to study, amen, to prove myself unto God and rightly dividing the word of truth out of the word of truth. Not just the Bible either. There's a lot of people that divide the Bible, but they're distorting it and they're turning it down. But oh God, help us in Bendale, Mississippi. Divide the word of truth because truth is what's going to get us out of here. Truth is what creates the right spirit and the right attitude and the right burning in our hearts for the things of God. Praise God. So, so I, I want to, we're just going to kind of uh, go back to Genesis and uh, just watch this unfold and, and watch it take place. And I, I want you to notice something. And even the writer, he brings this out. Uh, he talks about things that were created the day before. That what was created next needed what was created the day before as substance to survive. To live. And so, as a creator, God's got an order. God's got a system. As the all-knowledge, all-knowing God, how things exist and how they operate. Hey, that's the reason I, I, I really believe this. God can make the best of any situation. I don't care what it is. How horrible it might be, God can make the best of it. He may not, he may not deliver you totally out of it, but he can make the best of it. Because sometimes uh, we get ourselves in places that uh, he can't just, he can't just, his word, <laughs> believe it or not, God's even limited to his word here. He's not going to break the book. And there's some, there's some, there's some laws. The farmer is a good example of that. Whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And you can't keep sowing to the wrong spirits. You know, if I was walking down the same trail, and you know how I am about this. If, I, if I've got a certain place, I'm going to travel it every day. And if there is a, a, a hose or a stick or something that looks like a, a snake, I, that dude is not going not to get the chance to scare me two or three times. I'm going to do something with it. If it resembles a snake whatsoever, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if it's a root, I'm going to cut it up. Get my axe out there. I'm get a saw out there. I'm gonna cut it. It won't be there tomorrow. I'm gonna take care of it. It won't. It won't have the opportunity. Hey man, because you know what? If you get so accustomed to that being there, it may be a real one the next time. And that's just how the devil works. Because he's a deceiver. He blinds you. Amen. He tries to get you. And we'll get accustomed just doing the same old things. Doing it. But you know what? If you get the same results and you don't like the results, you know what? We need to start changing some ways. A good welder, amen. If he's not getting a good weld, he's got to, he's got to start checking things out. Hey, the machine's not set right. I'm using the wrong type of rod. Or, amen. Or I need an instructor to help me out. I need a, and they talked about the eye of the weld and stuff like that. And so here we are as God. Amen. As he works on us. And we're Used to sing the song, especially as children. Amen. He's what? Still working on me. This creator is still working on us. He's going to work on us until the day we leave here. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. He's willing to work on us. But you're going to watch this order as it begins to be set up. And uh, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. If you'll do a study on this, you'll find out they really believe that something happened from the first to the second verse. 
some kind of uh, catastrophic happen uh, that, that created and caused this, amen, for the, from the original earth and, and making and all that other. And you can go back and read. And actually, uh, they, there's some things here that likens unto it and talks about it to give certain scriptures to talk about how the earth used to be. And I, I could take you to a few scriptures in Isaiah, amen, it talks about how that God can actually turn the earth upside down and all different kind of statements about the earth and what God is going to do and what it's going to happen. We know that all the elements are going to be burnt up, amen. This is not the earth this is not going to be the new earth the bible promised us amen there's going to be a water new heaven and a new earth basically what's going to happen god's going to destroy anything that sin touched it's all going to be new so so whatever you want to do with all that but now the earth was here was what without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and there's really a whole lot said about this when you begin to really do a study about God and the moving of God we all came to God amen uh, uh, without form all said and done we all came to God full of chaos and trouble amen and guess what but when we begin to allow what the word of God and the spirit of God begin to set up an order into our lives. That's the reason a lot of people, they're not careful when they first start coming to God and coming to truth and the fullness of truth and the letter begins to work and it's likened to a hammer. It's likened to a sword. It'll start beating up things that you ain't never been beat up on about. It'll start bringing things to your attention. Well, I've never heard that. You'd be shocked how many Bible studies I've given to people that was raised in other churches and said, well, I've never started. They never mentioned nothing about this. Well, they can't tell you anything about anything they had never experienced themselves or don't know anything about. Amen. But, but it still changed the fact that it was in the book. Amen. And it's, it's a promise to us. And especially when you start talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. For the majority of people, and I'm not trying to be ugly. And if they get this and they get offended, well, they can just get offended because the book of Acts is full of it. Amen. The book of Acts. Amen. The Jews got it. The Samaritans got it. The Gentiles got it. It's in the book. Amen. Hallelujah. About the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so that shows us how important as we begin to watch this order. Amen. That God sets up. And, and as we humble ourselves and yield ourselves. And you know what? I, I, I just confess myself. I'm not a finished product this morning. I'm glad he's still working on me. I'm glad he still has mercy and grace and compassion. And you know what? I want to show the same thing. Uh, there's a little situation going on right now. And I told somebody just in the last few hours amen I said hey I'm praying that God will help us because see God knows I don't know God knows the hearts God knows the intents hallelujah and you know what I don't want to mess it up because I'm telling you what God can pull some folks out of this community and turn this community upside down I didn't make much of a ripple when God brought me out but there's some people in this community I'm telling you what when God redeems them and atones them and brings them out I tell you everybody riding up and down these roads I know hey hey something happened to that individual that's a creator I'm talking about if he could create the heavens and the earth and he could create a right spirit he, he can take that that's so ugly and so damaged and so messed up and make it brand new make it brand new he can take a messed up mind a messed up life a messed up heart hallelujah wash it cleanse it up and make it brand new and use it for his glory so we just we just really want to be careful as God because as the creator here amen and so as we begin to watch him as he begins to move you're going to notice something and God said, and God said, man, I tell you what, if you can get God to start speaking. <laughs> yeah. God can just say, Kimber, you got two new lungs. <laughs> Done deal, sealed, 
going to be delivered. Hallelujah. Because why? He's God. He's created. He created us out of the dust of the ground. I don't think there's nothing impossible for this God to do. Hallelujah. We'll believe him and trust him. And according to his will and purpose. So, so we're just going to believe that. And so there was light. And you know what? There was light. He said it. And God saw the light and that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. Amen. And he called the night darkness. Now notice it's just light. Also remember, the sun, moon, and stars have not been created at this time. God's light. <laughs> Don't ever be afraid to run to the light. They actually tell us, especially in the time we're living, if you're not sure about a lawman that's trying to pull you over, and if it's in a dark place or whatever, that you have the right to drive until you get to a lighted area before you pull over. They can turn on the lights, turn on the sirens, and do all that other. Now, you can't do it, do it at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> I don't know how to have that go over. He walks up, well, I've just heard them get here to light. <laughs> My pastor said I could. <laughs> He'll probably tell you, yeah, your pastor pay you this ticket too. <laughs> anyway, praise God. But, but you have a right in the world that we're living, the time that we're living, amen, to make your way to the light. And so the second day, so created, the, amen, he divides it, makes it night and day. And then the second day, God said, and then he said, let there be what? A firmament in the midst of the heavens or in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. So he's going to separate the waters. A firmament, amen. A distant, a pace of separation here of the waters themselves as he begins to separate them, putting them up in the heavens, amen, and then the body of water that's upon this earth, and, and he separates them at that moment time. And, and God made the firmaments and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmaments, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And boy, there's, there's, there's some debates. It depends on if you call yourself... You know, the, the early uh, earth people or, or things of that nature about the day, if that was a literal day or not, and all this other stuff. I personally believe it was six days myself. I just believe it was six days. And, and God, in these six days, amen, he created. And I want you to notice something what God done in these six days. Everything that a man was going to ever need was created in these first six days. Even Jesus Christ. Can you do? Because even before the foundations of the world, God... Jesus Christ. Amen. What do you mean by that? In the plan or the mind of God. He knew there was going to be a Jesus some 4,000 years later. And so when you look at some of this, and that's the reason they talk about this. Most believe that the earth is only some six or 7,000 years of age. You know, you hear it a lot of times. The scientists, they talk about it. Amen. They're getting certain rocks and certain things. And they're just billions of years old and things of this nature. Well, I don't I don't care. Y'all believe what you want to believe. The, the, uh, you know, as far as the dinosaurs and all this other stuff. Uh, all I know, we're just going to beginning of time. Amen. That really matters is when Moses, amen, it was put in a cliff that God showed him the hinder parts. Amen. And that's what we're talking about here. That's the only reason we got this. Amen. Because he, he put his hand over. He couldn't see the future. Amen. He said, but I'll show you my hinder parts. I'll show you my glory. What I've already been. What I've already done. I'll bring that to your attention. And that's the reason we're able to obtain and receive what we have here at the 
it's written down. Or we wouldn't have a clue about any of this. But thank God that Moses was a writer and he wrote this down as God instructed him and, and helped him, amen, to put these words together. Now watch this. As the creator, God knew that even with Moses. What did he do with Moses? He gave him with the parents that did not fear the kings nor the commandments of the kings. Amen. But they put their fear in God, the creator himself. And when God gave them Moses, which had to put them with a third child, amen, and even God, the creator himself, amen, only, only somebody that, that knew the voice of God would a mother take their own son and put him in a, in a bull rush, in a basket, and put him in the Nile River, amen, where they was used to throwing their, their babies to the crocodiles and all that. But God said, hey, I'm going to put him right in the midst where the rest of the world is destroying them. I'll tell you what, God can pull you out of places that nobody else can. I'm telling you, the devil's doing everything he can to destroy people, but God's going to do everything he can to resurrect us and bring us out. And you know the story about Moses. And so he sends him, amen, 40 years with Pharaoh and the learning. And the Bible talks about it in the New Testament how he's learned, amen, above many. Amen. Then the 40 years that he puts him back on the backside of a desert. What was God doing as a creator? He was shaping and forming this man. That shaping and forming that you're going to see even here on the sixth day as he shaped and formed him out there. That doesn't stop. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the word of God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God, amen, for one another that we got. We help iron sharpen if iron. Hallelujah. And that's one problem we got today. Hallelujah. So let's justling against one another, fighting against one another. We ought to be provoking one another, encouraging one another, uplifting one another. Amen. You know what? To win the race, to win the fight, to win the battle. Hallelujah. We got to get together. And that's what all of this is about. Could it be that some of this pandemic stuff is about trying to get some of us together? Get together. Let's get together. I'm going to preach on that. That's, a, that's the last thing the Lord gave me that Wednesday. After the will of the Father, the anointing, together. Together. Man, we just get together. <laughs> At whatever cost. And so he picks up on the third day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together unto one place. And let the dry land appear. And it was so. Now, now watch what he's doing. He's dividing stuff. He's putting things in order. He's setting it up. And so now land's going to appear. And called, God called the dry land earth. And the, and the gathering together of the waters called he sees. And God saw that it was good. <laughs> God saw. Said this is good. This is coming together. This plan's coming. You know, he 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 he's God, and he's got this plan, folks. You got to have a plan. I've heard people say, if you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. God got a plan. God got a plan to get us out of here. I just want to follow the plan. It doesn't matter what happens, whatever comes and goes. God's got a plan for his church, folks. God's got a plan for people that want to be raptured. God's got a plan for those that want to be saved. Those that got, has, has a hunger and desire for righteousness and godliness and wholesome things. I'm telling you, if you create, if you get a hunger like that, God, God will bankrupt heaven, which he won't have to. Amen. To redeem and to reconcile. We're not just in here by chance. We didn't just happily just slip in or fall into it. No. God sees and God knows the very intent, the thoughts, and the minds and the spirit of each and every one of us and there is a truth because as the creator himself that's his, his purpose that's his whole desire that all of mankind for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten that whosoever believe him should not perish I'm telling you it's God's will for none of us to perish in this creation and all that this is created about and for man and for, for the outcome I'm going to tell you something God God didn't just create all this to, to base himself with his creation all of this is about and the writer of the lesson even talks about it's about humanity it's about 
about you and I. Hallelujah. And who we are and what we headed and, and who we're representing and what we're walking after and what's creating us. Hey, I believe one of the greatest battles that you and I got tonight or this morning is the spirit against the spirit of iniquity. The spirit of iniquity, amen, is bombarding our nation. It's bombarding our world. It's slipping in. Amen. When he talked about the Lucifer and coming in and compassing us on all sides, I'm telling you, iniquity's on every hand now. Hallelujah. And if it wasn't for God and the mercy of God and the word of God and the creator that's on the inside of us, because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. He's greater than the spirit of iniquity. He's greater than all the powers of the enemy. Because, But he's creating something inside of us. And if we'll let that creation, amen, stay alive and, and directing us in the world that we're living today. But I'm going to tell you something. I personally believe we've got to go back to some old landmarks. I just personally believe that. I believe we just got to. I told some of them Friday night. Hey, we had an awesome service Friday night. Brother Williams done an awesome job and that place was packed. Some of them stood the whole service because there wasn't nowhere to sit. Some of them sit right down an aisle. But we had a move of God there. And uh, don't take this wrong. I don't, I don't mean to sound like a stick in the mud. I really don't. I really don't. But I'm telling you, there was a power of God there, a presence of God. If we'd have pursued that, I mean really pursued it for an hour or two, I'm telling you, there's no telling what would happen there that night. But if we're not careful what happens, and, and I'm, not, I'm not, please don't take this wrong. But they had an eating time, it had to be done by 11 o'clock. <laughs> I think that's flesh, brother. We, we like to eat. <laughs> And, and, and I understand that. And then he had a game afterwards. I, I'm not totally against all that. But at the same time, because we was pressured for that, right. they was pressured, amen, to start. We got to. Right. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost. I don't know. I'm not a real smart guy, but I know the Holy Ghost. And I know when you release yourself to the Holy Ghost and in the Holy Ghost, miraculous things and supernatural things can happen. And that's not all. There were some young people there that was battling with some things. If they'd have got caught up and swallowed up enough in the Holy Ghost, they'd have left their amen with it under their feet and never battled with that thing again. That giant's head would have been cut off. The influence and the power of it, amen, would have been cut off. And we're not going to have it until we get into that realm and get into that place that we'd rather be in an all-night prayer meeting than go out and eat and go out and play games. We'd rather be, we'd rather be countermen what we're encountering. We must be saturated with what we're feeling right now. We got to get back to won't have more church than world. More, amen, about spiritual things and social things and fleshly things. I'm not saying there's sinful stuff either. You know what's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. I'll tell you exactly what's happening. We're living in a world today, it ain't a strange thing for them to stagger out of their bar rooms at the break of day. Been there all night worshiping their gods, paying their tithes and offerings, making their sacrifices. I'll tell you what can happen, what, what, what this Creator will do for us. When you and I reach that point in Him and in church, 11 o'clock won't mean anything, man. We're just getting started. <laughs> Dancing and celebrating. You might just be shocked what God and the Spirit of God have pulled in there on this parking lot and walked through them doors. Because that's the only encounter 
they're going to find deliverance from. They're not going to find it in a dead church. I'm not being ugly. They're not going to find it in a church that's, that's as focused on carnality and good times as much as we've got to have a move of God. And God will bring them. I know we've got to go out in highways and highways, but I'm telling you the Spirit of God. Spirit of God will pull them in here. Who drugged the lunatic to Jesus? Who drugged the lunatic to Jesus? I'll tell you what brought him. See, watch that church and those men on that boat doing everything they could to survive and obey God. See, see, if we're not careful in the creation, we don't think that if it's our hindrance involved, this must not be the will of God. When the Bible slammed full of telling us time after time, amen, that the devil will hinder. He hindered Paul. He hindered the work. He's always resisting. He's always going to be there resist. And evil's present with me. When I want to do good, evil is present with trying to keep it from happening. Why? Because I'm telling you, when the goodness of God gets to pour out in this place, in that power and in that form, I'm telling you, if the Holy Ghost is going to blow your mind away. Because he's the creator. And when we worship him like that. When we exalt him. When we fall in love with him like that. They won't be near the struggle in our minds. That we're even having this morning. Some of you, some of you ain't connected with me at all. Because your mind is. I'm just telling the truth. And then we wonder why we got the struggles out there. Right. And we're trying, we're trying with our own uh, means and ways. There's more mental medicine now, hallelujah, than we have in other places. I, I can remember a time when Bear Aspen, amen, healed everything. Little penicillin, amen. Get your little penicillin. If you didn't have that, get some casserole. Medicine cabinets, buddy. Very small. But I tell you what, button. I have some old altars, amen, at homes. Believe in it, God, I believe you can make a way when there's no way. Hallelujah. I got to have something to eat. Hallelujah. Could it be that God says, you know what? Hallelujah. I got to get you back for your sake. I got to get you back into a place that you don't have so much. And you're not so blessed. Hallelujah. Because if I can get you in that place, I'm going to ask you something. What do storms do? Hey, either right or watch this. You know, they talk about the bang theory. Anybody read the lesson? Did you read about what that guy said about the, the tornado? That's pretty good, wasn't it? Talked about the tornado coming there. Talking about it in the field. Some of you didn't read it, I can tell. Praise God. Hallelujah. It was a 40-acre field. Talking about his junkyard. And all them old cars been out there for years. Just old junk cars. All of a sudden, you know, one of them EF5s, amen, tornadoes come and hits that, hits that junkyard place, man. Just, shoo. And when the storm's over, there's a brand new. Shiny automobile sitting right out in the middle of that field. If you believe that, you probably believe in revolution. That's right. Brother, good things don't come out of storms. We can go right down to Louisiana, can't we? Huh? 
When you play with the devil, you fool with the devil, and the elements of the devil, a good thing's not coming out of it. There may be a certain amount of pleasure, but it's going to be a shipwreck before it's over with. It's going to be, you're going to be a demolished mess. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you, the only place you can get a sound mind is in the house of God. The only way you can live a, a good, wholesome life with all the, the comforts, amen, is in the house of God. It's not going to be, amen, something just magically. I'm going to tell you something. We didn't just evolve out of some kind of slime, ladies and gentlemen, and we didn't come from monkeys either. We got some brats that may act like monkeys, but they didn't come from monkeys. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's a creator, and we're created in his image and likeness. And if we'll glorify and magnify and exalt him, I'm telling you, it'll blow your mind on this Sunday morning that cancer bodies can be healed, that messed up minds and messed up lives can be delivered. We'll exalt him. We'll love him. We'll worship him. If we'll trust him, if we'll depend on him. Hallelujah. That's what God's wanting. He just wants somebody to depend on him. God, I don't depend on you. I believe you're going to get me out of this. They're going to throw me in that den of lions. But you know what? I believe you're going to get me out of it. Huh. Hallelujah. Praise God. God hadn't changed his mind about doing it. I, I got to hurry here. Fourth day, as you watch this process of the earth, what began to happen? Had to have the earth first, but then you got what? Let it bring forth grass and yielding seed, fruit trees yielding fruit of its kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. <laughs> New Testament writer tells us, hey, don't just look at this earth that, that it, it just made itself, it evolved. No, there's a designer, amen, there's a creator. And Psalms makes it clear enough to the earth itself, the, the creation itself has a voice to let us know there is a God. That's the reason all languages, all people, uh, and they can be in places they don't know nothing about this Bible. But the earth itself is lifting a voice. There is a God. And if they'll step out of those tents or mud huts or whatever they're in. And begin to lift their voice and say, I want to know this God. I want to know this creator. That's what happened. God already knew it's going to happen. He's already got it in motion. Amen. To get somebody to come and preach them the gospel. And hear this truth. I'm telling you, when you hunger. And this is what the Bible says. And I don't care what anybody else says. The Bible says when you hunger and thirst after right, you shall be filled. It really depends on how hungry we want for righteousness and godliness and holiness. His precepts, his commandments, and his law for them to rule in our lives. And if we hunger and thirst after it, I'm going to tell you something. It'll bring us through the fiery times. It'll bring us through the dark places. It'll bring us, amen, we'll be victorious. Every time against the devil, I tell you, we'll be victorious. Love. What would cause a mother to run into a burning traitor? When, pre, when the fireman and everybody else knows, hey, hey. But she's willing to run in that trailer and that has done it. It's love, buddy. It's love for that one that she gave birth to. And God is love. And if we'll call on him, Sister Tammy. He'll come. If our, our spirit's right, if our motives are right, and God knows I've been praying about my motives lately, I want them pure. I want them right with God. 
Amen. I want him right with him. I want, it to, I want this thing to be about him and his glory and the magnifying of his name. Hallelujah. I believe what the evangelist preached Wednesday night. Faith has got us here and it's going to be faith. Faith not in us, not in our talents, not in our ability, but in God and his heartbeat and his desire. Amen. Every time I pray about that field, I tell him, I said, God, you already see the buildings. Hallelujah. You already see the faculty, amen, to be in it. And you see the souls that you want to bring out of it. This is not about a William Morris thing. It's about a God thing. It's about, amen, having a place, hallelujah, that God can have his way upon this earth. Hallelujah. And create an atmosphere and a place. Hallelujah, that they can be brought to school. Amen. And, and start today with prayer, calling on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hearing something about the Word of God. And not only that, knowing that this God's alive and well. Hallelujah, feel the presence of God. Wholesome God in living and the blessings of the Lord. All the world's against us and the government's against us. Yeah, listen to all that mess. Or you can listen to the Creator Himself and say, You know what? With God's help, I can do all things through, through Christ, through Christ who strengthens me. See, that's the deal. It's got to be through Christ and for Christ. And if we'll do it in that manner and that way, the Creator, the Creator will make a way when nothing else or no one else can. This God's so awesome, some of you may owe the 10 acres that the oil's sitting under right now. You don't know it, but He does. <laughs> when they find it now, don't you get selfish. You just remember... Somebody write this down. Make a note of it now. <laughs> Praise God. And it can happen just like that. <laughs> the fourth day God said, Let these lights in the firmaments of the heavens be divided the day from the night. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me back back up. Did I miss them? Uh, let me go on. I don't have time already. The signs and seasons for the days and years. And, and let them for the lights in the firmaments of the heavens give light unto the earth. And as it was so, God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. And I remember a message about that. <laughs> Praise God. He made the stars also. God set them in firmament of the heavens to give light upon the earth. To rule over the day and over the night. To divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening morning was the fourth day. He put all this in motion. To govern the seasons. I've heard people make the statements. Uh, and uh, it's, it's actually just a statement. It got out. And they probably heard it. And just time and time. And they talk about. Before the end time's over. You won't be able to tell the difference between the seasons. But that's not really in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. We're going to have seasons until it's over with. Amen. Govern the moon governs. And you know, if you can get some insight of some of that, you'd be amazed and shocked. These Ten Commandments that God set in order and put in established from the very beginning, those Ten Commandments are still in operation today. They're still fulfilling and accomplishing and achieving exactly what they're supposed to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank God for those Ten Commandments. He goes from that the fifth day. Hallelujah. He begins to talk about the fowls of the air and the, the fish and the wells that fills up the waters and things of that nature. And I know what time's up. So let's go to the sixth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind, the cattle, the creeping things, the beasts of the earth, and all the kinds that it was. God made the beast of the earth after his kind, the cattle after their kind, everything that creepeth on the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And then the 26th verse and God said let us make man in our image 
lot of people, you know, get caught up with this, let us as, as though there's more than one God, but that's not true. Uh, actually, if you look this up and look up, let us, uh, the writer here even talks about the us in this verse is majestic, plural, known in the use of the Hebrew grammar. And really what he's saying in the English grammar, there's the plural, amen, is only as a number. But in Hebrew grammar, amen, when it used the word plural as majesty, amen, it actually was meaning more that in method or describing greater or things, great multitude, intensity or volume, immensity. In other words, they would use it also to describe something in this format, not just in numbers. And so you can go on and this proves, the Bible proves that because it talks about the seven spirits of God and how they're all full God, full of might and power and holiness and righteousness and all this. And I don't have time to go into all of that. And so how he's going to deal with the earth is what that's talking about. And then he talks about us. See, none of us has that in the fullness. No other man ever, only one man had that, and that was Jesus Christ himself. Amen. When he walked upon this earth, he was God manifested in the flesh. In the fullness of all those spirits and uh, attributes and powers and authorities. That's the reason the heavens, amen, the, the sun, the moon, the stars, all of this would obey him. That's the reason he step out of the bow of the ship and say, let there be peace. It all come under subjection. That's the reason, amen, he could speak to individuals and cause, cause withered hands to be straightened out. Amen. Because he was God manifest. He is the creator. He's the only one, amen, that can take that which is wrong and crippled and messed up and make it right. And that's the power of the gospel of today. Amen. When we have an ear to hear the gospel and hear the word of God and we humble ourselves unto him, we can bring him a life that's so messed up and so full of darkness and corruptness. He gave us the same demonstration in the creation itself. Hallelujah. You know what? God can create a right spirit in us. God can cause us to think the way we ought to think. I can take you to Galatians in the fifth chapter, I believe it is, and Christians start thinking different, amen, than when they did prior. We think different, amen, than carnal people. We look at things different than we carnal people look at it. And why? Because that creator's in us. Our hope, amen, is in him. That's the reason in the midst of all this is going on, we have a hope, not only in this life, but in that one to come. We know who's the creator. That's the reason we believe, amen, that he can heal us, amen. It doesn't matter if it's COVID. It doesn't matter what it is. He is the creator. And as we give ourselves, the Bible called him in the New Testament, he is the author and finisher. Hallelujah. If he started a great work in us, you know what? This God's big enough to finish the great work. And that's not all. I'm telling you that the chaos and the troubles and the, 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 the destroying of this country, hallelujah, God's not going to leave it to man. God will take care of it in his own time, in his own way. It's God. It's God's business. He's a sovereign God. So I'm going to trust him. I'm going to believe in him. I'm going to cast my lot with him. Hallelujah. He's going to see me through. I'm not going to worry about this and worry about that. Oh, there's going to be trouble times and difficult times. But you know what? God is going to see the church through hallelujah in our day and our time because he is the creator god bless you this morning you can stand i'd love to just dig a little further in some of this and but time won't let us amen i'd love to talk about because when you do you can talk about how in majesty and how awesome how great and the distance isaiah talks about his ways as far as above ours as the heavens above the earth but you know what he's mindful of us we're precious in his sight don't let, don't let that devil lie to you. He cares. He cares where you're at. He cares about your troubles. He cares about your situations. Huh. And, and so when we humble and yield and call on him, we can be with, with a faith and assurance. But you know what? God's a very present help in the time of trouble. God's a very present help. 
Let's let him be that present help. Let's be that witness. Let's be that testimony. Amen. And the world, the society that we're living in. Hallelujah. Where we've cast a lot. Amen. Where we, we, we know without a doubt a waver this morning how much he really cares about us. I mean, if he's so mindful of us. Hallelujah. How many figures you lost a hair this morning? I probably lost two or three. Guess what? God's got the number. He's got the number. He's just that mindful of us. The sparrow, probably the most unlikable animal, just multitudes of a little bitty bird. But he knew, he knew when, when, that, when that won, he knew when it fell. He didn't miss it. That's our God. He's just that mindful of us. He cares with all the vastness of his creation. And sometimes we can get there. Sometimes we can just, you know, my God, you're so awesome, so mighty. But we'll tell you something. He's never too busy. He's never too busy. Not God. He don't miss it. He's always available. And he hears. And he's going to answer. Let's love him. Lord, we love you this morning and appreciate you so much. We're so thankful for your grace, for your mercy, for your compassion. We're thankful this morning for another opportunity to come to join together our brothers and sisters of like precious faith. As you look upon this service this morning and look upon the lives and hearts that have gathered here today, you know every struggle, you know every heartache, every disappointment that life has offered and has come upon us here today. But God, you're a very present help. And you can create in us the spirit, the mind, the heart. Amen. That would please you. That would bring us out on the other side as we humble ourselves unto your hand, unto your voice, unto your touch, God. We pray in this morning that your touch will be in our lives. That we have made up minds and hearts and spirits here today to be the revivalist church that you want us to be. To be the giving church that you want us to be. To be the worshiping church that you want us to be, God. I pray that there be such a, a touch of your presence in the hearts and lives that's gathered here this morning. That throughout this afternoon, they would make their way back to the house of God this tonight and as we come in this place your glory cloud and your Shekinah presence would baptize this place we see brand new souls born in the Holy Ghost we see bodies healed through and by the lovely name of Jesus Christ we enter this place God with confidence and faith in your goodness and grace and mercy as you baptize this place with your presence anoint each one throughout this evening God bring us back tonight to worship you with all that lies within us all the praise and glory and honor is going to be lifted to you today in Jesus' name we pray. Love you this morning. Appreciate you so much. Amen. Let's pray for one another. Let's lift up one another. Come back in this house tonight. Come expecting an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and the power of God in this house. I've come expecting, amen, to get the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. Be something had to have somebody drive me home, wouldn't it? <laughs> Praise God, man. We've got to get somebody to drive for you. <laughs> Not because I'm sick either. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Because Jesus Christ and the pouring out of his spirit. God bless you. Love you this morning.